All right, welcome back to Going Long on First. We're coming at you from draft night, first round. We're right in the middle of this at recording time. So what we're going to do is we're going to recap these first 22 picks as I'm looking at the TV right now. Hopefully we'll get caught up before it ends. But let's get started. Number one pick, to nobody's surprise, Trevor Lawrence to the Jaguars, the face yeah. of the franchise now. Well, good, good of you to mention that that was we, – we had a very quiet Thursday you know, morning lead up to the draft here, going up to Trevor Lawrence. Everything went as planned. Yeah. No real drama during the day. Went straight up to the Jaguars pick, and we go Trevor Lawrence right away. Nothing no to worry about. No video of him in a gas mask, Laramie Tunsil style, you know. Probably would have been better if it was. God, that would have been wild because he still would have went one. <laughs> you know, that, that, would like, have, that would have had to have been a you know a adjusted gas mask because that his face is you know a little. Do you think? Than... Do you think the Jaguars would have waited the whole ten minutes to put the pick in if that was the case? I think they They're probably would, really would have. They would have been like, "Can Tebow still play quarterback?" Hey, hey, Tebow's never been able to play quarterback drafted boy. That's what they did. He's a he's he's a tight end. Hey. No. He, he's, they, gonna they, be, he's gonna be the second string quarterback and the first string tight end. He's gonna maybe take a real, cool. real good look at uh, get, uh, Minshew in one of those crop tops with the mullet. Be like, is this our boy? This is South Florida right here. Ah. That's actually <laughs> looks like a Florida. South Florida boy Lawrence. to me. He does. Minshew does. He looks the part for, to be the Jaguars quarterback. Lawrence might have a. He might have a mullet pretty soon here. I mean, might it, be I mean it, it's long enough. He's just got to. Cut off, the, it. cut off the front. Anyways, all right, Lawrence to the Jags. Obviously, to nobody's surprise, they're getting their guy. It's been talked about for months, so we don't need to dive too deep into that. But let's move on to number two, Zach Wilson, to the Jets. Once again, has been talked about for the last month, month and a half. We teased a little bit earlier in the week, of like, what if they went fields? What if that happened? Obviously, it didn't happen. Justin... Zach Wilson goes to the Jets. Is he is he that big of an improvement over Sam Darnold? Are they gonna? I mean, is he gonna turn around this franchise finally? No, I don't think he's that big of an improvement. Now, does he turn around the franchise? I think that's gonna be more on the coaching than anything, because Adam Gase was shit. Yeah, I mean, true, true, true. It's it's a whole new regime there, which is why Sam Darnold is gone. You bring in Salah, you bring in Matt Le- or. Mike LaFleur, right, Mike? Yes. Yes, that's yeah. right. Hey, Seth, the pick is in. Uh, Minnesota Vikings are going to take Minnesota receiver Rashad Bateman. No, they're not. We haven't gotten there yet. You know, the one thing I'll say about Zach Wilson, that boy, he's on the stage and I was sitting there and I'm like, this guy looks like he, he belongs in a Disney Channel movie. Like, <laughs> Disney Channel's movie called, like, The Draft. The Draft Story. Yes. Or, or, a, a Draft Story. He looks like he's about 15 years old, man. He looks young. Yep. His, uh, did you see his brothers, too? His brothers look even younger. They all could have been some Disney family. Really? They literally look like, they're, they're like the Jonas Brothers, but of the Disney the Channel. The sweet life of the Wilson family, could have called it. <laughs> the sw- <laughs> a draft story, the Wilson family. I could go with that. That's a good Disney Channel movie right there, exclusive. I mean, besides that, exciting times in New York. Of course, uh, they're getting a lot of new toys to play with up there. Zach Wilson getting some new guys. I mean, Corey Davis. Corey Davis will be big for them. 
They got uh, Denzel Mims, who they got last year. That tight end is still pretty young. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. He's from Miami. What's his name? He's good, too. CJ Herndon? That's it. Yep, yeah. yep Herndon. Yep. So. All right, number three. Uh, this Where is the draft really started. Exactly. A lot of anticipation here is what quarterback was it going to be because, I mean, we know Niners were going to take quarterback. Um, ended up being Trey Lance. Trey Lance was the guy, not Justin Fields, not Mac Jones. Trey Lance, what, what, what's going to happen there? What, Trey Lance going to sit a year? He's going to sit behind Jimmy G? Are they just going to throw Lance in and try to move Jimmy G after the draft or maybe even draft weekend? What's going to happen there? From everything I've heard and read through pods and everything, Jimmy G is supposed to be there for the season so far, and Lance is just supposed to sit. Now, obviously, that's subject to change. If Lance comes on, just looks like a stud in, like, preseason or whatever. But uh, I would fully expect Jimmy G to be kind of the placeholder for the year. He gives him the best chance to win now. So, yep. I, I mean, <clears throat> Trey Lance is the – and we talked about it the last couple of months. Is Trey Lance is the prototypical – prototypical guy who needs to sit a year year or two and uh you know and jimmy g's the perfect guy to do that for him right they're, yeah, they're better on lance's potential you know exactly. not his now yep he's uh he's got he might have the biggest ceiling out of all the quarterbacks in the draft but also probably the lowest floor yeah no i i would go with that he's definitely got the lowest floor I'd say as far as ceiling, the top two guys, I think, definitely have a higher ceiling. I, w- I would even say Fields. I don't know. I, I'm not that big of a Lance fan. No. Um, but I do get where you're coming from. I just uh, – when you go height, weight, speed, all that stuff, and then just sheer arm talent, yeah, he's – but he's also probably – he's probably the least accurate of all of them. Just sim- as simple as that. Yeah. And I mean – he does make sense in kind of the West Coast scheme, but it, it was so wild this and everybody can make comparisons to these quarterbacks from the Shanahan offense because they're all talking about Mike Shanahan offenses, not yep. Kyle. Yep. And I was like, ah, I mean, I get it. You want a guy that can move around, and I mean, he could definitely move around. He's the second most mobile quarterback in the draft, but I don't know. I would have loved to see Fields end up there myself. <clears throat> I, I mean, that was who, you know, Owen is, uh, Owen's been quiet. A little bit, but he's uh, he's tallying up our mock drafts right now. That's who I had the Niners going with was Justin Fields, um, Christian Derisaw to the Minnesota Vikings. Good, good choice, good choice. New man there. on the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, I had to. I actually just finished the tally up to this point, and then they picked Derisaw, so I had to go back and give Seth a point because he correctly picked Derisaw to the Vikings. Hey, so he gets what? a point, if not the second point. Because you picked it at 13 or 14 instead of pick 23. But you still get the point. So I'd correct you. I'll take it. Very good. So that's where we're at. And uh, you guys are absolutely demolishing me on the scoreboard. That's all Ooh. I have to say. Really? I had the first four picks all correct. I was like, oh, we're riding hot today. And then I got one point for the rest of the draft. So Dang. I, I thought, I honestly, I didn't even look at your guys's. I basically, I sent mine and then I, I was – basically heading home and then I quick stopped and looked at mine again. I was like, Oh, I forgot to change some stuff. <laughs> and then I pulled over real quick, changed it. And I started driving. So I, I didn't even look at you guys. Check, as soon as I got home, the draft was already rolling. I will yeah. tell you guys that you guys are both tied. You're both beating me by four points, but you guys are tied up to this point. All right. What are we eight each? 
and you're at four? Or well, we'd be nine each, and you got five, right? Eight, I'm nine, sure. 10, 11, 12, 13. On my scoring, you guys are tied at 13. I'm at nine. All right. We're working on it from there. All right. Number four, this was also an interesting spot. With Trey Lance going to the Niners, Falcons probably weren't going to take a quarterback now because the guy who was tied to them was Lance. Uh, but it ends up being Kyle Pitts, who I believe we all picked. So, once again, a great pick there. I mean, just – a loaded Atlanta offense if they keep Julio obviously there's been some whispers of maybe well there's been whispers of teams reaching out which happens all the time but of course yep um but man what a dangerous offense that's going to be with Kyle Pittstone in there Julio Jones Calvert Ridley dangerous I think that's probably not to interrupt you on I think that's probably the most win now move of the entire draft is hey we've got this franchise this franchise quarterback that's getting a little long in the tooth, but I mean quarterbacks play into their you know their early forties anymore. Yep. You know, so you gotta you gotta assume that Matt Matty Ice has got a couple more years. Give him the most talented tight end in forever with Julio. Julio keeps the years uh, healthy. I mean, they got uh, I can't think of his name. The other the guy at Alabama a couple years ago, Kevin Ridley. Ridley. There we go. Yep. Um. They got talent all the way across the offense, and that's just another guy. Like, and here's the thing: is Atlanta's so bad in the red zone, and Julio is not a good red zone receiver. Put a big six-six tight end down there that can move. There you go, red zone offense right there. Just wanted to mention in real time: we got pick twenty-four here dropping in Najee Harris, running back, Alabama Crimson Tide to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Just wanted to let you guys know that that was my pick. So I'm on the comeback, comeback tour right here. I had him going to the Dolphins. Jeremy had I, Travis I Etienne I, here for the Steelers. I did because I had Najee Harris already out. To the, to the Dolphins, yeah. Yep. So we're coming back. I just want to – and as we're talking about Kyle Pitts, yeah, we all had Kyle Pitts. Or we all had Lawrence Wilson, Kyle Pitts. Those three picks were pretty universal to everybody. Yep. I just wanted to make sure we went back a second while I was telling these. I, you guys skipped past me. Correctly guessing Trey Lance here at the buzzer. The last second, I was convinced it was Mac Jones for the longest time. And then at the end here today, all the talk picked up was like, you know what? We're, they're they're going to actually do it. They're going to pick Trey Lance. There's no way they're going to uh, disappoint the franchise. There's only one team in the NFL right now that really disappoints their, their fans here in draft night. And uh, they haven't picked yet. They have pick 29 coming up. So the 49ers. There's another team that's been doing it in green for years. And this but is the first they, year they made it up while. this year. Okay. They yeah. really did. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to number five, which was the Bengals. Uh, so big, uh, you know, with who Chase. They left was, yeah, it was Chase. Chase was the one, but I really thought maybe it was going to be Penne. Just it really was. Throw. It really ended up being that 50 50 choice. It did. Yeah. It like did. we all thought it would. Yep. I think, I think. Of as I've been kind of watching it, and like obviously it's hard not to love the Eagles pick, but I think if there's a pick to me that's like one of my favorite picks, it might be Chase to Cincy because it's like run it back LSU days, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yep, talk about finding Burrow something that just makes him as comfortable as all hell in the NFL. And it's like now just go get him, go get him lineman, that's, yeah, that's it, and then build yeah. up on the defense. Yeah, that's kind of what we talked about too when it, when it happened. Him and like, T. Higgins, man, that's going to be dominant. And then they still got Tyler Boyd. And Thaddeus Moss, also an LSU Joe Burrow connection. They're a tight end now. Uh, young Randy Moss. 
we had a lot of uh, quarterback wide receiver connections tonight so far. Yeah, that's right. We'll get to the other one. But, um, uh, yeah, so the you have to think that the next three Bengals picks are going to be old linemen in some form and fashion. Hopefully one hit, one of them hit for them because they got they have two maybe that they're kind of confident in. They got to fill that out. I, I mean, they, they pick at the top of the second round, and there's going to be somebody there for them. Yeah, there'd probably be a plethora of linemen. There's not a lot of linemen that have been uh, no taken so four. far. Four so far, I believe. All right, number six, we're moving on to Jalen Waddle to Miami. A lot of talk, obviously, is you know, given um, given to a, one of his former buddies, and it just kind of came down to Waddle or Devonta, and it, it was ended up being Waddle, Jalen Waddle, the burner, the fast guy. Um, I mean loading up down there in Miami too. That's going to be a good team. I mean, they were a good team defensively last year. You give Tua somebody who's familiar with another year under the belt. Going to be a good team. I think it makes a lot of sense with Parker already there on the outside. Um, you know, you got the, you got the big body out there, the jump ball guy. Um, if you bring Smith in, Smith is more of the route running type. Um, kind of the true one X receiver type, you know, Yep. Um, so I, I think Waddle's probably the better fit there. Slot guy in the middle. The only thing is, I'm not gonna lie. Something about it really just made me think uh, Ted Ginn. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, I, I don't I, like to be that guy, but I just uh, seems I, like I'm you're being say, that guy. Just because I'm gonna be that guy, Owen. <laughs> no, I don't know. There's just something about taking an early receiver like that and then whenever they're explaining the guy and their skill set and then they go yeah he'd make a hell of a punt and kick return it's like that's such a terrible thing and they did that to Rieger last year and as soon as they did it to Rieger I was like yeah this guy's gonna suck like it just immediately kind of crushed my confidence in him um now the difference between Rieger and Waddle Waddle's got a similar skill set to Ruggs he's not as fast as Ruggs but he's fast he's probably a more refined receiver than Ruggs Definitely. But, um, Definitely. Yeah. It'll be, I don't know. I think it's a good fit. And speaking of quarterback to receiver connections to and him, yep. um, like you guys mentioned, that's going to be huge, but um, it's going to be interesting. I was listening to a thing about Tua earlier, earlier in the week. And they were saying about how, you know, Tua was known as this quarterback that threw the ball down the field all the time for Bama. And then in his rookie year, he never threw the ball down the field. He was always, you know, captain checked down. And it's like, well, that's not taking advantage of Waddle's, you know, his his play, his playability, get him the ball down the field. So I don't know. It's going to be really interesting to see how that goes this year. And it already seems like two is on kind of a short leash for whatever reason. Like that was kind of the talk coming into the draft is like yeah, the I Dolphins take quarterback. So yeah. it, it'll be interesting. I mean, because he, he's kind of in a similar situation as like Daniel Jones, where it's just Daniel Jones is a little farther into his career where it's let's put all the pieces around him. And if he doesn't, if he doesn't play well, get him out quick, you know? Yep. All right. That's six. Seven is the Lions. They take the first tackle off the board. Um, Penny <laughs> Sewell falls to them. They're probably happy about that. Didn't think he would fall that far, uh, but he does. They, they give a guy to protect Jared Goff. Guy to, uh, you know, help open up some lanes for a Swift. I mean, they don't really add a weapon so far. I mean, you know, they got other picks, of course, but not a lot of weapons for Goff at this point, but at least he's going to have somebody protect him. Just a, just a way to shore up the line, really. 
But, you know, Seth, to that point, you can get a receiver in the second round. For yes. sure. For sure, they'll, they'll get a guy in the second or third round. That is, I think, like the most ideal Dan Campbell pick other than maybe some rah-rah middle linebacker. He's but he's going to go take out some kneecaps. It's literally going to be, hey, I got the biggest, most athletic. Three hours later. <laughs> Penny, so, so where we were with Penny, um, I think my favorite thing about the Penny pick is it, it feels like realistically the perfect Dan Campbell pick other than, like I said, with like a rah-rah middle linebacker, yeah. take your head off type of guy. But he just got the biggest – most athletically dominant offensive lineman in the draft. Like Penny Sewell, and that's the thing is everybody keeps on saying, if there's the one guy in this entire draft that's got the upside of a Hall of Famer, it's Penny Sewell. And, I mean, that's huge for the Lions right now. Like, that is it's, the type yeah, of player. Yeah. That's the type of players they need to uh, – at, 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 I can't – I can never say his last name. He just went to the Jags. Yeah. Who? But, anyways, uh, the Clemson running back. He oh, went to the Jags. CTM? I was just yeah. – I was waiting oh, for that I one. I didn't see, see it. That's weird. Him and Robinson down there. I th- I knew it. I mentioned that it was possible. But you know what? I, I mean, Irvin running back just doesn't. Running back. He doesn't. Committee. He doesn't like the yeah. power backs. I think they might get rid of James Robinson. You know, it makes you wonder if they they move on from him or if they go running back by committee. Because this seems kind of like a hey Trevor, let's make you feel real comfortable at, and at home. Let's go get a guy you played with. You know. Um, yeah. But no, to kind of wrap up with Penny Sewell is. Everybody's been saying that's the one surefire Hall of Famer in this draft, you know? And uh, nobody's ever a surefire Hall of Famer, but that dude's talent and just his size and ability is huge. And, I mean, that the Lions needed that right away with Goff. Goff didn't have much of a line other than, uh, what is it, Rag now in the middle there? And he didn't have much of weapons at all. So go get him some high-end offensive linemen right away and then come back and – you could get a receiver in day two. You could probably get one of the best receivers in the draft day two. Yeah, I mean, good, good. All right, eight is where we have a run on uh, some corners here. So that's the Panthers. Um, I was really hoping in my mock I had the, the Patriots moving up here, but it didn't happen. They take J.C. Horn, son of Joe Horn. Uh, a the Carolina connection, son. Yes, sir. You're right. You're right. I love we should have seen it. Yes. Um, it, big, physical, fast. I mean, some of the tape they were showing is just – I wouldn't go as far as saying fast because that's the one thing when the Eagles are really being linked to him is he's sticky in coverage, but he's not – that's like the one lack thereof in his game is like Sertan is definitely faster than him. He did run fairly well at the pro day, but, I mean, his game tape, he's just not like – I don't know. He almost reminds me of kind of a Malcolm, Malcolm type. When he played in Philly, he's he's super well all the way around. He's just not like high-end corners who are just stupid fast, you know? Yeah. That's the thing about corners is he's, a lot of these guys are cat-like quick. Um, I think that's a really good fit right there. Carolina kind of getting back to the roots and going defense, you know? Yep. Uh, all right. So our second run of corners here, Patrick Sutan goes to the Broncos. I mean, there's been a lot of ties for, for corners for them for a while just because they needed it. was a big thing. Is what corner were they going to go? Initially, it was Farley, Sertan, uh, and then you throw in Horn. Horn gets picked right before him, but they still get Patrick Sertan, who might be the best corner in this draft still. Might be. And the most, thing about talking about – The most about, uh, solid, right? The most um, – Yeah. 
well-rounded. Talk yeah. about a cor- a cornerback rich franchise. You know, you go back to to guys like Champ Bailey, Akib Talib. I mean, Akib Talib more recent and AJ Bouye. Like these guys have had corners. And then, uh, oh shoot, the short guy is in San Diego now, not San Diego, LA. Um, Chris Harris. Chris Harris. Yeah. yeah. Chris I mean, Harris, they've just yeah. had. I mean, you just brought you just locked Simmons up. Now you bring in Patrick Tan. I mean, you're looking at a hell of a. Uh, a secondary moving forward. Yeah, I was going to say really... that, I mean, their starters kind of slot in right now. I mean, they got yeah. Kareem Jackson and Justin Simmons at the safety, Thank which you. is one of the best safety duos in the league. You had Sertan, who's going to be a day one starter. Yep. Um, they just yeah. Didn't they just sign some guys, too? Am I wrong yeah. on that? They're, uh, they're going to need it for those offenses in the AFC West. Um, yeah. You I'm blanking LA. on their signings. Um, you got Kansas City. I mean, they're going to need all the help they can get on defense. All of them. Yeah, I was going to say with, with those sets, like you said, the, the arm talent, just the sheer arm talent. And then, like, there's speed for days out there. You got to have uh, the receiver position. You got Ruggs. You got Hill. I mean, Keenan Allen's not exactly a speed guy, but, I mean, he's best route runner in the league. You got yep. Mike Williams for a high point guy. You got to get an all-around corner. That's your can. Yep. And, you know, I, I'm I blanking on basically everything else because the next we, pick is so goddamn exciting. You know, we're getting there. We completely forgot. Um, this is this is what I was forgetting. They now have Kyle Fuller, Ronald Darby, Bryce oh, Callen. Yeah, yeah. There it is. Adding Sertan to that group, who's like they one of those Ronald guys Darby? is going to start. Yeah. Isn't I think they got Darby. I thought Darby resigned with Washington, but anyways, that's going to be deep. That's going to be deep. All right, all right, Jeremy, we'll get to it. All right, here we go. I'm going to give you two minutes. As, I'm going to give you the Browns, five minutes. The Browns are putting their pick in right now. You want it first? I was going to say, let's get, through, let's get through the Browns real fast. All right. Well, uh, yeah, we'll pause here because the Browns are at 26. We're only three picks away at this moment from the Packers picking finally. Um, but, yeah, let's, next pick before, before they announce this is the Eagles taking Devontae Smith. Um, whoa, Jeremy's, what are you doing? What are you doing? We gotta wait for the Browns, Seth. I, I'm just, I'm just previewing while we wait. You know, I'm just, just sick. teasing the, teasing it. All right. Hey, you, you're, you're coming on just acting like this guy's some any other receiver. Just doing I mean, my job. Heisman Trophy winning. Yes, to make a Seth. big deal out of it, Seth. Seth. You know that. You seen that guy's? You seen that guy's report hey. card? Things long as long oh, as most oh, NFL oh, careers. Newsome. Newsome. There we go. All right. Ooh. Browns take Newsome. Newsome that's right. a good pick. All right, Jeremy. That's a good – are we going to come back to the Browns? Yeah. We can come back to okay, the Browns. Right. I was going to say Newsom, that's a damn good pick. It now, is. the thing about Devonta is uh, – the thing about Smith with, with the Eagles is obviously comes in, fits the immediate hole. Um, it's just, like I've said all week in the last couple of pods, you know, drafting receiver in the first round two years in a row never looks good. Um, I mean, unless Rieger pans out and then Devonta goes – I mean – Unless we end up with two A1 receivers out of this, it's not going to look that good. Um, I Devonta, like I said, Seth, before we started the pod, if there's one thing I'm uber confident about that guy, it's his work ethic. Um, dude, he, he seems to outwork anybody, you know. Definitely seems like he, you know, when he got up there to talk to the reporter, 
the boy was shaking like a leaf in the wind. Like didn't, know, didn't look like he's ever talked to a person. It's funny. Life. You texted you texted us that that old oh boy, this guy looks nervous. As Carrie was telling me, she was watching the broadcast while I was watching the McAfee uh watch watch along. And she looks at me, she's like, This guy looks so nervous. <laughs> right as he said Carrie, that. That was insane. Carrie and I think of like, nah, dude, that's the thing is he, he seems like one of those guys that's no bull just work type and that that's going to fit real well with Hertz. And obviously those guys got a connection from their Alabama history, but that's, that's what I want the Eagles to turn into. Not that the Eagles weren't like that anyways. I mean, Doug kind of kept a pretty tight ship, tight ship. We've had a lot of veteran players that are kind of, you know, just shut up and work, but uh, it's nice to see a couple of young guys that are coming in that are that same attitude. Um, Obviously Hertz brings a little bit of that Bama attitude with Nick Saban. Devonta is definitely going to, and it'll be nice seeing that in Philly. Um, I just, especially on offense, like, and then that, that'll be a, a good holdover with like the guys like Kelsey Lane, you know, some of these older veterans. And I mean, say earth sticks, these guys that are very, you know, know what they're doing, have had longevity in the NFL, have won in the NFL. I mean, yeah, it's one ring, but they've still won. And these guys have had a lot of success. It'll be nice to see that move forward with a couple of young dudes. Um, no, I'm just super excited. Like I think if, of all of it, like Chase would have been exciting. Pitts would have been exciting. Uh, Sertan would have been, I mean, I'd really like Sertan or Horn. But I think as far as moving forward with, with Lurie coming out and going, hey, Hertz is our guy, I think Devonta is the best possible scenario we had all the way through. Yep. So you all, all the Eagles had to do was jump up two spots to where the Cowboys were. Ten. They flipped and a all third. The, that's all they gave to move up. I mean, is moving up two spots, but you all they had to give up was a third. And this would be a nice segue if we want to move on, Seth. The next pick, quite a difference in a haul yes. to move up to spot 11. The Bears do it again. Three years ago. Was it three years ago now? 2017. Yes, yes it three was. Ago, I guess four years ago now. Uh, they move up just a spot or two, I believe, to get their franchise quarterback who's no longer on the team. And then the Bears are sitting at 20. And the Giants were sitting at 11. Yes. And they call him and say, hey, we need a quarterback again, even though we just signed Andy Dalton, who's quarterback number one. No longer. Hey, we need a quarterback again. Hey, no <laughs> surprise here, but we just signed a guy, the, you know, the Red Rocket. And then we just did this a couple of years back to go to two or three or whatever it is. But, hey, guess what? Knock, knock. We're doing it again, mother effers. Like, hey, man, talk. Go ahead, Seth. I was just going to say, they're, they're getting – I think who is a better prospect than Trubisky was coming out. hundred percent. Justin 100%. Fields. So they're getting Justin Fields was the pick at 11. Um, so they move up nine spots to get their quarterback, obviously ho- what they're hoping to be quarterback 2.0 for, uh, for this regime may have saved their job as uh, Owen pointed out before we started, maybe uh, Ryan Pace maybe. Was there. Um, but I mean, it, it's going to be, I mean, you got to as a bears fan, you got to be excited for it. Because you're you're finally getting maybe a decent quarterback in the building. I mean, on and top you know, of all this Rogers drama that they got to hear about earlier in the day, the Bears fans are reeling. They're stomping all over our graves on Twitter. It's unfortunate to see. It's the best move they could have made, to be honest. Like once he once he dropped out of the top ten, the Bears are like, okay, we are moving up now. We get this guy. I ha- I have to wonder if they would have did the same for Mac Jones if he was still if he was the only quarterback available. Yeah, if they were really psycho. Yeah. But I mean, getting having Fields drop down there, maybe he's not 
maybe he's he's not in love with the position. Maybe he would rather been in the Patriots' hands, you know. But he's in he's with the Bears on the Bears side. Definitely a good pick. Yeah, you know, and the thing about the Bears is they're another one of those for for as much of a laughing stock as they've kind of been lately. They're a storied franchise. You know, the Bears go way back as much as any other team in the NFL. Um, and the thing about it is you got Robinson there. You got an offensive-minded coach in Nagy. Like, it's not like you're coming into an absolute disaster. It's just, hey, they haven't had a quarterback. So, I mean, you bring in this rookie quarterback that's super talented. you got to think, hey, this is how we move forward and get this thing all right, the, the ship righted. But um, it's definitely a pick that looks like, hey, we screwed up on Mahomes and Watson. Like, that's what it looks like to me. Yes. I mean, best of luck to him. But, you know, going back to what you said, Owen, if this is the Bears Super Bowl night, we'll let him take it on draft night. We'll take the actual Super Bowl. So <laughs> I, don't, Seth, I, mean, I don't know if you're going to be wearing that Super Bowl Rodgers jersey much longer. He might be throwing Super Bowl touchdowns in another franchise soon. All right, let's you've move been, on. Pick 12. You've been, you've been very generous to wait until now to bring it up. All right, let's move on. My feelings are hurt. <laughs> so the Cowboys are at 12, who was the, formerly the Eagles, and they're taking – they take Micah Parsons, which I think is a good fit. Uh, linebacker is kind of a need for them with the injuries they've had the last couple of years. You know what's crazy, line- though? What's that? Chime in right away. So Sean Lee retires, right? Yep. The Cowboys have Jalen Smith and Leighton Vandrash, who have both obviously yes, had injury problems. They both came out of college with injury issues. Micah Parsons kind of looks like a, a jack-of-all-traits at linebacker, kind of do-it-all yep. type of guy. Um but where does he fall in there? You know, like where 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 is he playing? Because Vanderesh is your typical two down middle linebacker. Jalen Smith was thought to have been this three down guy, you know, super yeah. athlete. But um, where do you put Micah now? Seth, yeah, I just Seth. I gotta stop you, Jeremy, because yeah, yeah, the Ravens just picked Bateman. Hey, so I'm, stop I, you. I I think I called that on the last pod, and I am always cool to not talk about the Cowboys. I just like to say that. <laughs> I just dang it. I yeah, I mean, it, it, it makes sense because the Ravens need a receiver. They need it. I mean, we talked about it for weeks, but dang it. Packers so Bateman, oh. so Bateman goes. Uh, I correctly picked that in my mock, so I am now tied up. We're all tied up, you have ladies Bateman and going gentlemen. To the Ravens, I did. I like, yes, I like dang. Bateman to the Ravens. Talk about hey, we couldn't get Juju. Let's go get you know the new Juju. Or, or like we that. couldn't, or we can trade for Julio or Allen Robinson. But let's get the the probably yeah, the next Bateman, best available outside receiver. Bateman falls into that Juju Who role before the Packers, just like last year. Just I wouldn't like say that. I would say Bateman's more of an outside guy. Was Juju's kind of a Whoa. do it all, more slot, you know, big slot. I, I hear you, but I I guess I don't know when I think. When I watch Bateman's game, I think of Juju, in my opinion. That's right. But anyways. Um, right. Yeah, so that goes. Uh, we, got the, we got the Saints here on the clock. The Packers soon to follow. Elijah Moore still on the board. We'll see. We'll give a live, live tweet on that. But we're, uh, we're still talking Cowboys, right, Mike Parsons? We were, I, no, I, I, think, I think we were done on the Cowboys. So, anyways. Just oh, a do quick any, thought. Uh, do you have any thoughts on Michael Parsons? No, I'm really – I was – I was even so they traded back from ten. I was even surprised they didn't pick Slater at ten or twelve, because yeah. uh, he was still available. He was thought to be a top ten pick, even maybe before Penny Sewell. But uh, you know, just how I much they love sure. him. 
Just how much they love linemen in Dallas. Um, but then they go, yeah, they go Parsons, and Parsons is a stud. Him and Jalen Smith, Vander Esch. Um, hopefully, the other two can pick it up this year. <laughs> you gotta add. You gotta imagine Vander Esch is on his way out. That's that's what I would think. One of those two is one of those two is on their way Probably. out with yep. this type of move. Especially with assume... they they just paid Jalen Smith all that money, so. Right. I, you know, so watching last year, I would assume Jalen Smith because he was so hot and cold. Um, Vander Esch, though, as far as he doesn't have the flash potential, so I'd, I'd assume he's gone. But, no, it's, it's, a, it's a good pick. Micah Parsons is a hell of a player. He is. He really is. All right. Uh, good segue, Owen, a little bit. So Rashawn Slater goes 13 to the Chargers. Uh, gives Big. Herbert – yes, I think that's a huge need for the Chargers. Um, so they get a guy to help protect Herbert. The offense is already looking good at what it did last year, and it's going to look even better. Rashawn Slater, who is debatedly – you know, best left tackle in the draft up there with Penny. Pure left tackle. Like, pure left tackle. Because, I mean, Penny is – he's just super physically gifted. Slater is like a technician, too. Like, we're we're Penny Sewell, like, he's just thought to be just like this 320-pound behemoth that, like, runs like a damn fullback. Slater is your your prototypical left tackle, you know? Yes. Yeah. And a great pick. I mean – these top 13 picks, Owen, I believe we talked about a little bit. I mean, we were all – we all pretty much had it for the most part, didn't we? The order yeah, was Jeremy, off. Yeah, Jeremy swapped Horn and one other guy. But, I mean, we we were all pretty solid on the top 13. You said – I mean, if you're the Chargers, you, I mean, Justin Herbert has to be smiling as – cheesing his ass off because he's got Corey Lindsley, the best center uh, available, and then he's got Rashawn Slater protecting him for years to come. Uh, Brian Bulaga, if he gets healthy, still on the right side. Two couldn't learn from two better yeah. ex- experienced offensive linemen. Uh, been there, done that with with uh, successful systems. So, good luck to him. Herbert's probably going to be covers compared yeah. to Burrow in coming years. Would still needs to be addressed. Yes, that's what I was just I was just going to go to that too because like Slater, there was some tape where he's actually one on one with Chase Young. When they were both in college, he's locking Young up. Yep. And yep. Chase Young is no – like, that's no one to just, like, scoff at. Yeah, he so, was known to dominate every matchup. He was matchup. Everybody. Yeah, he dominated everybody. I think, in my personal opinion, I think that's the best pick of the draft so far. Like, it's early, yeah. obviously. We're still in first round. But I think that's the best pick of the draft considering you've got your franchise guy. Herbert looks to be the real deal, Right. You've got you've got weapons around him. You got Mike Williams. You got I mean you just lost your tight end. You got Keenan. You got Eckler. You got guys. And it's like, hey, let's go get what might be the best damn left tackle in the draft and protect our guy. Let's do what they're not doing for Burrow. You know what I mean? Like, I don't mean to just rag on the the, the Bengals, but like, why? Do, like, I've been saying this forever now. Why do she just grow on freaking trees? Left tackles don't. Cornerbacks don't. I I would be drafting left tackle and cornerback all day long in the first round. Don't get me wrong. I love the Devonta, <laughs> Devonta pick for the Eagles. But, man, like, this is huge for huge for the Chargers. This is probably my favorite pick of the draft. <clears throat> All right, let's move on to pick 14. The Jets move up. So we've had a few trades in here. Uh, didn't think the Jets would do that with two picks, but they move up all the way from, what was it, 23 to 14. They swap with the Vikings to go get another offensive lineman. Elijah Vera Tucker, one of Jeremy's favorite boys. 
in the draft. Uh, tackle guard, maybe even center. He could play a little bit of everywhere probably for that. So that was, I was surprised. That seems like a Vikings guy, uh, a guy that you want to play out of position somewhere on the yep. offensive line, but the Jets jump up. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing about the Jets. They needed offensive line help, but they did not need a left tackle. The yeah. left tackle is they might be set one of the most set teams so for the you're, future. You're thinking maybe league. guard then for Vera Tucker. Left yeah, guard. I would say left guard seems or to be right, a lot. Or guard. right tackle. You know, he's either he going to be left guard or right tackle, one or the other. Yep. So, yes. Yeah, good pick. Yeah, for sure. I mean, if they, if they like the guy, go trade up for him. Perfect. I thought this was going to be the start of the run for linemen. And then uh, the Patriots jump into the next pick and go after their, you know, their new Tom Brady, basically, you know, their new Brady right here. Pretty much, yes. So they uh, – Patriots don't move. There's a discussion of them moving up. Um, Saints are about to pick here, but we'll see what I was going to say, before you, before you go Patriots, I just wanted to mention that uh, Seth's pick for the, for the Saints was uh, Zayvon Collins, who notably already off the board. Uh, Jer- Jeremy – as a old Gregory Rousseau defensive end Miami going here, I have Asante Samuel Jr. going here. It ends up Peyton Turner, defensive end out of Houston, not a guy any of us nope. were thinking about for the first <laughs> round. <clears throat> nope, not at all. Uh, but we'll go back to Mac Jones here real quick. Uh, quarterback number five off the board. We all predicted, right, Owen? Five quarterbacks going. Did we all say under? We all said under. Yeah, we did. So no quarterbacks left in this draft or in the first round, I should say. (laughs) Well, we'll see. The Bucs might surprise us. What is he? Is he the fourth Bama player to go at this point in the draft to Mac Jones? I believe so. Yes, that sounds right because we got one coming up here that we'll get to in a minute. True. Uh, But Mac Jones, I mean, quarterback of the future for the Packers pick is already in. Uh, Makes me real nervous. Um, Mac Jones, I mean, does he sit behind Cam Is it Newton? Kyle Trask? Is it Kyle Trask, though? Don't even go there. Um, Mac Jones, does he sit behind Cam for a year? Cam's re-signed gonna, for a one-year deal. Uh, what do they do with him? I'm going to jump in on that. Ideally, him and Trey Lance have the same rookie season. They don't touch the field. Now, they're both sitting behind super injury-prone quarterbacks. Now, Jimmy G is just – he gets hurt. It is what it is. Cam, his play style has led to him getting hurt because he's more of a bulldozer at a quarterback position than anything else. So I, I think Mac Jones, I think him and Trey Lance both end up playing the rookie years. I think Mac Jones, though, with that, the way they built up that offense, the free agency, I think he has a ton of success right off the bat. Um, I think that, I think that's the, that's like, if I was to sit here and say there's one dude that's a surefire, like 10 year player at their organization, I think it's Mac Jones, in my opinion. I mean, they're setting up for the future, which is, you know. Him, what, him and Slater. Uh, yep. His play style, it's going to be hard for him kind of to disappoint. Um, I'm sorry, guys. I think we just kind of have to live talk about the Packers right now because I can't think of anything else right now. We got Sheffy up. He, he's uh, giving some some breakdowns on what's going on in Green Bay. Uh, I don't want to listen. I don't want to listen. listen. Ah! Well, I just, I just I, want to hear the pick. That's all. the the report The reports that uh, that the Packers were not listening to trade to trade offers uh, seems to have proven proven true. So they're just going for it. They're just gonna pretend that they can fix the situation, and hopefully, this draft pick will go a long way. Maybe they go Elijah Moore here. Elijah Moore is to the it. top receiver there. 
Where's where's five foot four? seven forty two inch vertical Elijah Moore? Hey, probably the fastest receiver in the draft, Elijah Moore. Makes a difference. I mean, it, I I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if it's offensive line. Oh, and if you know it, don't say it. I want to see it for myself. Give me what I want. Disappoint us, Owen. <clears throat> uh, you know, I'm just I'm just scared. All right. <laughs> I don't. I don't want. You know, so I'll just I'll keep talking. You guys are you guys are in a trance. So I thought right after Mac Jones, I thought the next two picks, if not the next three picks, would all would be offensive line or somehow like that. I thought for sure Slater was going to be the run on offensive lineman, and then you seen Barry Tucker. I thought for sure the Cardinals were going to go, hey, let's protect our our quarterback and Kyler, and then they just didn't. They went with. Uh, Zayvon Collins, that's a big player. Um, Collins is kind of your your run stopping, but that that dude can play all over the place. So he'll be a good fit with. And I'm forgetting the linebacker's name they took last year out of uh, shoot. Who? The Cardinals. Who was the line? The Cardinals. Who did they take last year? Isaiah Simmons. Yep. Him and Simmons are kind of gonna they're gonna be a little bit of everything, but differently. Because Collins, I guess, when he weighed in at some of these. Uh, for some of these teams, he's weighing in at 275 pounds. I don't know many linebackers that play at 275 pounds that are interior guys, but him and uh, him and Isaiah Simmons, they're going to kind of be a little bit of a a blend of everything in there and kind of help each other out. Because I mean, you imagine Collins is going to be a little bit of like the the bull rush guy or like the right at the middle, and then Simmons is going to kind of be the coverage all over the place type of dude. But Collins can play coverage too. <clears throat> That's a really good fit for the Cardinals. Should I just keep going, boys? Should no, because it's it, it's in. We got options here. We got Elijah Moore, J- Jeremiah, Wusu Koromo. Oh, I see Jenkins. it. I already know what it is. You want me to tell you? Yep. No, no, no. Yeah, no I don't like it. I'm no, not no, a fan. No, 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 don't no, no, like no, no, it. Oh, I like hold it. Up, hold up, hold up. I'm like just it. waiting. Hold up, hold up. I okay, like I see it. it. I don't like it. I think it's too early for him. It is too early, but I like it. I don't like it. But whatever. I mean, doesn't surprise me. Doesn't surprise me. But all right. He's hurt. He's hurt. So there really wasn't up. anything that could happen that would really like make us happy today until it was like a Jordan Love got traded or a Aaron Rodgers signing. So, but this, like, if this is their best cornerback available, then I'm okay with it. Yeah. Is he the best cornerback yeah. available? For them, he obviously it was. I mean, I guess Hopefully. so for them, but yeah. I'm not, I'm not. That boy hurt. I am. I am. I'm disappointed again. Just disappointed because they just, I mean, I get it because Kevin King obviously isn't the answer. So you get a guy like Stokes, I guess, but she's, I don't know. Apparently he ran a four two nine forty. That's fast. I didn't see, I didn't realize that. Stokes is a very good corner. So he is actually a very good corner. So he was, he was never I, talked about. Well, I mean, Lately, he was talked first round, but and the Eagles were the Eagles were talked and uh, talk uh, big talk about him going right at the beginning of the second. So, in your guys' dismay here, um, we were moving on from the Cardinals to the to the Las Vegas Raiders. So, in probably the reach of the draft, Alex Leatherwood, Bam, the next Bama guy, to go to the Raiders. Um, I seen the ESPN guys were saying that. He was projected to still be available. 60% of people were saying that he was supposed to be still available in the second round yeah. at the next Raiders pick. I've seen. 
this is this was definitely at least as of right now um the most questionable first round pick but as Owen Absolutely. mentioned earlier uh in typical Raiders fashion they're taking a guy they're reaching on a player oh. yeah and that is that is definitely I mean it seems to be almost Gruden-esque I wouldn't say Mayock like it's just it's kind of wild to see Mayock pull some of this stuff but the one thing I will say about Leatherwood is good Leatherwood is as good as anybody else. Um, bad Leatherwood, which, I mean, did happen, just shows that he's out of position at tackle. Um, <clears throat> that guy seems like he's more of a guard than anything, which, like I said to you guys before the pod, is well, just, just so it's a lateral. Too, so. Yeah, it's a lateral move, though. I mean, it's not – it's, hey, we just got rid of Rodney Hudson and uh, – can't think of the other interior guy they got rid of. But it's like, hey, now let's just go replace – Two of the best guys in the league, whether they're veterans or not, let's go replace them with a rookie. Yep. I don't know. Uh, a rookie out of position. So I just interesting. Wouldn't surprise 18. me if uh Bills went Elijah Moore here. Wouldn't surprise me there. Um <laughs> so at 18, the Miami Dolphins with their their what? Is this the second pick for the Dolphins? Yes. And yeah, I, I really think it was gonna be Najee Harris, just complete the Alabama trio, but it wasn't. I, you know, I was kind of expecting that too, but then I thought to myself, I'm like, man, that's really early with all the, with all the skilled players, especially on defense left. That's really early for flow, flow, uh, B flow to go, to go with a running back. Um, and then they go Jalen Phillips, who might be the most physically gifted defender in the draft. Like that guy is as high uh, end. Uh, pure pass rusher out there. Oh yeah. He's definitely got the, he's of the defensive guys. Seth, this is kind of like what you said earlier about the quarterbacks. Um, probably the highest ceiling, but the lowest floor. Like, this dude could li- – this kind of reminds me of when they took Deion Jordan um, yeah. years back. Didn't work out, like this obviously. Guy, yeah, obviously didn't work out. It was very much like, hey, this guy could be, you know, 15 sacks, 10 sacks a season for the next 10 years, or this dude just might not be anything. Um Nah, it, that, that's a it's a good fit though, because I mean they need pass rush down there in Miami. Owen, what do you think? You still reeling? You still hurt? Oh, Deciphering. He's decoding. What are we talking about? Miami. <laughs> Miami. We're moving on to pick nineteen, which was a guy that shot up boards over the last month Big or time. two. Right. Um, a guy who was a second, third round pick at best, but just came out of nowhere, Jameen Davis to Washington, which, yep. I mean, that fills a huge need for them. I mean, that defense is going to be scary. The two guys banging the drums uh, for this guy was Kuiper and Matt Miller. Both had him in their top 20 prospects overall. Uh, Hugh, I mean, athletic as all hell. I guess the question of him was at a linebacker, he wasn't, wasn't physical enough. So, obviously, that begs the question, but athletic is, you know, athletic freak. Um, Washington probably had the once they once they see Mac Jones and Justin Fields go, they figured they didn't have a play on a quarterback. I assume they just took the next best player available. So, uh, you know, yeah, they needed him. The one thing I'll chime in and say here is, and this is way early. This is probably my favorite for defensive player of the year, or not defensive player of the year, rookie de- rookie defender of the year. I c- I can see this. He's going to be running behind one of the best defensive lines. And it's just going to be, it's going to be like Ray Lewis when he was running behind Saragusa and all those guys. He's just going to have free lanes to, to running backs himself. And Jameen Davis, he's kind of like a Darius Leonard in a sense, where he's just kind of like this slender, 
super fast, almost like uh, old school strong safety, just run around and hit people and make tackles. But like you guys said, he did fly up draft boards. The one thing I will say is he's kind of a rangy guy, super long arms, but uh, definitely more of the slender build at linebacker. But I think that defensive line is going to just be in his favor. I mean, he's going to have run, uh, running lanes all over the place to just go tackle guys. Ooh, Gregory yeah, Rousseau to the Bills. There you go. Ooh, they need that. They need that big time. Yep. All right, so pick 20 was one of my favorite players. Uh, you betcha. Watch yeah. out. Oh, hey, Bills. I pick, I had Rousseau. Oh, yeah. The Bills. I'm taking the lead. Are you kidding me? I fired back here and took the lead. Money on the line, two picks to go. I want to recount. Recount. <laughs> uh, anyways, Kadarius Tony to the Giants, one of my favorite players, uh, obviously gets picked before the Packers even have a chance. Um, but just, I mean, another weapon, too. They brought in Kenny Galladay. They got Darius Slayton. I feel like uh, oh, Sterling Shepard. They got Evan Yeah. Andrew. I mean, they don't have weapons all around. You throwing Kadarius Tony into that, just spread them out, really. You got I think if they back next year, too. If they would have come away, I mean, they still got Evan Ingram, who just can't catch a flu. Uh, but, no, I think if they would have come away with one of the – this is nothing against Kadarius. If they would have come away with one of the Bama receivers, I think those guys would have said, seen serious playtime. I think he's going to get buried on the, the depth chart. He's the so. fourth best guy. Yeah. Who's he going to play over? Sterling Shepard's got an obvious role. Just run the fly route on the opposite side of the field of Galladay. And then uh, – Sterling Shepard is your slot, obviously. Sterling Shepard's good, too. Yeah. And then Slayton, I mean, just having run the fly, Dolliday is obviously proven. So where does Tony come in? Are you going to run four wide receiver sets all, all the game? Well, no. I think that – what are you saying Shepard's the slot guy? 100%, yeah. I think that they drafted him, and they obviously have a big plan for him for being a first-round pick. So I think he's probably starting with one of those guys. It would be Shepard. It would be Shepard. Shepard would have to Unless, be – Unless you put Shepard outside, but I mean Shepard was like a, He's a wasn't he a first guy, round yeah. pick a couple of years ago? Shepard uh, was a first he, round pick a couple of years ago. No, he was a higher pick, yeah. I don't and know. The if thing he was about first, Shepard, but... Shepard's proven like he's had decent years. He's just been kind of injured on and off. But I mean Slayton is definitely that out, outside guy with the speed. Galladay's Galladay. I mean he's gonna just he's gonna keep doing what he does. I don't know. I just I could see Tony. Uh, I could see him getting buried in the draft. The, uh, the depth chart. Here's the thing: is when you got a team that's obviously got three receivers, like you got three guys that are not like I wouldn't compare it to say Dallas or like you know back when Denver had all those guys. But I mean, that's three starting caliber receivers for most teams. And now, I mean, I understand what you're saying. Oh, when you bring a guy in the first round for a reason, but I don't know. I don't. I don't. When they were talking about them going after Devonta or Waddle, I thought it was just stupid. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Move on. Pick 21 was the Colts. Um, I don't remember who I had them taking here. Oh, I had them taking Tony, so I was a pick off with Tony. But they take Quiddy Paye, uh, edge from Michigan, who a lot of people thought maybe would be the first edge rusher off the board, but in fact was not. Um, but still yeah. a good pick for the Colts. I mean, you know, you throw him in there with the likes of Buckner. Um, you know, Darius Leonard, who's, uh, you know, your typical linebacker, but just add another piece of that defense, which was one of the best defenses in the league last year. Right. 
Give you some serious yeah. pass rush there, you know. That was yeah, that was a correct pick by Jeremy. Exactly. Could he could hey. he pay for the Colts? Which is surprising. Yeah, I would have I would have assumed uh, left tackle for sure. I think Darius I was still on the board. But uh they obviously think highly of oh, there's got... there's talk about kicking um what's his nuts out to left tackle. Who's that? reading that? Quentin Nelson? Quentin Nelson, there's talk uh, about Quentin Nelson. I think that'd tackle. be a mistake. Be a mistake. Quentin Nelson could play any offensive line he position could. and be the best at it. So uh, I'm not the best. About that. Um, maybe, maybe, definitely, guard easily the best left guard. Probably yeah, the best well, the overall it, lineman. Yeah, the thing about guard though is, I hate to say it like this, but guard might be one of the more replaceable positions in the NFL. Um, left tackle is the most important offensive line position, other than um, center. Um, True, and I, I mean you're I bringing in, you're bringing in Wentz. You've got to protect him. I don't disagree with that, you. Uh, but I mean, just like you can't, you can't replace the best at that position. There's a reason Zach Martin, the best guard for the last, you know, maybe ten years, hasn't moved to the tackle spot. You know what I'm saying? But you had, but you had Tyron Smith the whole time. But he was hurt. He's he's been hurt yeah, but, the past four years. But Tyron, you still had him on the roster though. Yeah, you know I mean, there's no left tackle on the Colts roster where you go, yeah, we can't move the best offensive lineman over there. I think yeah. with with Wentz coming in. And all the struggles Wentz had last year with pressure around him and then just playing like absolute dog shit. Um, I think it, it, it's actually a pretty solid move. You can go get a – they can go find a guard. Um, yeah. So pick 22, moving on. Are we, is that where we're at? Yep. Yes. Yep. Um, Caleb Farley to the Titans, which I think is, a, a to me, a, a really good one. I think this could be one of the best picks in the draft too, if Farley pans out and doesn't have the injury bug that has already kind of hit him. Um, but doesn't if have he's the injury bug is of a Dory Jackson, you know. I mean, shoot, next 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 year Owen might be asking on the pod or Dory Jackson as uh, I mean, is Caleb Farley playing next week? You know, can you I mean, imagine this- what this would be for the Titans? I mean, their last first round pick Isaiah Wilson didn't play really all year, and he's off. He's out of the NFL currently. And then they come back. I mean, they're betting on Caleb Farley's medical history. Obviously, they're they feel good about it, but still, like, there's a lot of question marks there. It could be, it could turn out terrible, but great player yeah. in a position of need. So, and the thing about it too is he was, I mean, going into last season for college football, he was the number one rated cornerback. He was above Sutton, you know. Mm-hmm. So without it'll the, be interesting. Without the injury questions, probably the number one corner. Yeah, I would say so. I would say so, which is to me why this could end up being a year from now. If he's uh, if he's um, healthy, it might be the best pick in the draft or in the first round. Could be. Uh, Pick twenty three, Darisaw to the Vikings. So the Vikings moved down. Owen said earlier that I did get the correct pick and the correct team, just not the correct spot. So I'll, I'll take a point for that one. But Vikings obviously have talked that they need offensive line help, tackle help, especially for years now. They finally get it in Darisau, who's probably was the third best, third-ranked tackle in the draft. Uh, so they get the, their boy from Virginia Tech. The Vikings finally go and get an offensive tackle and stop getting, you know, centers and playing them out of position at guard. Yes. I mean, who, who's seen this coming? I, I, I was real scared that they were going to draft Wyatt Davis here and put him out at left tackle. Oh, just geez. like, screw my boy. But um, they, no, they actually go and get a guy that really plays the position. So 
About damn time, huh? Hey, they, they needed it. Uh, Packers fans don't like it, but they finally had a smart pick. Bears too. This is Mike. That might be one of the better value picks of the draft so yeah, far. Like definitely. where he fell. Definitely. Yeah, a guy that was talking about going top 15 possibly. So, yeah. Dude, dude sh- this dude should have went to the Raiders. <laughs> like, let's be real. The Raiders, <laughs> if they make the right pick, take Bearsaw way earlier than this. But You're probably right. Now. But the thing about it is uh, I think they have a starting left tackle still, right? They, they kind of like the guy they have. I can't remember his name. But oh yeah, I know. Um, I know who you're talking about, but I can't think of his name. Yep. But and Darisaw kind of slots in as a true left tackle. So compared to a lot of these guys like Vera Tucker, uh, who who are multiple position guys, maybe they're just looking up for that. For I guess Leatherwood was their guy, but <laughs> you know, big time Raiders. We don't have to rehash the Raiders. It was a good pick by the Vikings. They probably yep. ran to the podium with that one. Oh, absolutely. All right, moving on to the Steelers. Um, I don't know if – Owen, you got this one, didn't you? I did, yes. I, I, had, yep. I had this guy going earlier, but Najee Harris goes to the Steelers at pick 24. Obviously, they needed a running back. Um, James Carter First was running gone. back of the draft. Yep, yes, and actually back-to-back too. Back-to-back. Um, but James Conner was their lead back last year who did absolutely nothing for them. Uh, so they go out and get Najee Harris, who's probably the best running back in the draft, can do a little bit of everything. Probably the most versatile running back in the draft. Best fit for he's, – he's going to be the new Lev Bell. Yes. And they'll wear him out for four years and then dump him to the Jets. Hey, that's what you do with running backs, you know. They exactly. start asking for a raise on their fifth year, and you just go, hey, yeah, we don't pay you people. So, <clears throat> <laughs> Poor running back. Probably the, the worst luck position in the league. Do all that work and then just dump them. Um, live, no. We got a live pick here. Do Did we? you guys see that one? Oh, yes. Oh. Jason Owe to the Ravens. Edge. Ravens. I was one pick off for him. Really? I had him to the Bucks. I had a different DN going here. But... Who did they pick earlier? Who did they pick at 27? Oh, the... I think Bateman. I had him. Oh, Bateman. Go. Yeah, that's right. Jeez, I don't even want to talk I think about I was a pick off um, with him as well. Anyways, so the Jaguars go 25. Jaguars are at 25. Their second pick of the first round, obviously, they go Trevor Lawrence. Clemson boy. So they take another Clemson boy, another running back. Travis Etienne, uh, running back two in this class. Um, we we kind of highlighted a little bit earlier. Um, but they had James Robinson, but they go with Travis Etienne. So interesting pick. You know, yeah. another guy, another guy like we just had them talk about with Najee Harris, pretty, pretty uh, versatile, can do a lot of, a lot of different things for you. I think, kind of like I said earlier, it's, it's a super, it's a make Trevor Lawrence feel as much at home as possible pick. And you know, Seth, you probably, you probably hit it right on the head. Is it's probably going to be a running back by committee. And the thing about Robinson is, you know, I hate to say this about anybody, but you almost wonder if he's a flash in the pan guy. Like he's not big. And he's a power back, and yep. he doesn't catch the ball well out of the backfield. And it's not like he's super elusive or fast. So guys like that usually wear out pretty fast. So you, you just got to guess that either a they're going to be part of a rotation, or b Robinson's going to get moved pretty soon here. You know. Well, you, you look at all the successful teams in the NFL for the most part. They're running back by committee. You know, they're they got more than one guy. They're not just going to have their featured guy running back anymore. It doesn't really happen too much. 
I mean, even the top running backs in the league, like Aaron Jones just pops off to me. He had Jamal Williams all those years. Now he's going to have A.J. Dillon. You, you like to have a good quality second back at least because if that running back does go down, you can rely on the next guy. That's the thing, too, is you always want to have – I mean, maybe not quite a first-round back, but you always want to have another one that could start, you know, on a whim. I, I mean, I probably – this is another position where I'm super going with the analytics here, but I probably would – I would never take a running back in the first round, in my opinion. They're almost never talented enough for it, but uh, – Very true. This is what it is. Uh, Buccaneers just picked, so it's the end of the first round. They went Joe Tryon out of Washington, edge, edge guy. So the first round is officially in the books. But we're going to finish up this recap. We're getting through it pretty good. Uh, we're at 26 with Greg Newsom, cornerback, going to the Browns, which was a big need for them. Um, you know, obviously they have Denzel Ward, but not much else behind that. So They, they get still Greg got Greedy Williams, don't they? Oh, I think Greedy Williams yeah. missed a whole bunch of last year. So, I mean – this will make quite the trio that they have here of young corners too. Yeah, you know. Right. Yeah, Greedy Williams was their first round pick two years ago, wasn't he? And they're all yeah, I want to say so. And they're all young, or a couple spicy years back now. guys too. Yeah, you know they're super. They're like sticky and coverage type guys. So um, you need corners. I mean, that, the Browns defense has got everything that you need: a bunch of corners and a bunch of pass rush. You know, so yes, those are the. I mean, those are the big the big spots on defense nowadays. That's what you need. They're doing, they're doing it right. That Finally, Cleveland is doing it right. They're going to be dangerous. I mean, they, that offense is coming around. Hopefully Baker continues his uprise, but yeah. All right. Pick 27, which is probably the worst pick of the whole first round, in my opinion. Um, the Ravens go Rashad Bateman. Breaking Packers hearts once again last year. Yeah, happened. that's right. This, this podcast has been very anti- Rashad Bateman from the start. So Absolutely. it's easy to, for us to all agree that this is a reach, to say the least. Absolutely. And not in so, a bitter way at all. Yeah. So I, I'm not I'm not bitter. Um, you two most definitely are. But um, I think as much as it is a reach, I would have probably waited on Bateman until the second round. It's a good spot with Baltimore. You missed out on Juju. You missed out on all the guys this offseason. You go and get a speed guy you know, from Kansas City and uh, – God, I'm terrible with names right Watkins. now. Watkins. there we go. So, you got an outside guy. You got Hollywood Brown, who's another outside guy. Go get your interior guy. Go get your slot guy that's going to go over the middle. Go get your guy that's going to eat up all the catches because um, they just lost that, you know, this last year. Um, so, now you got Bateman. He's He fills that role that Juju would have been, you know, would have, should have, could have been. Um, and the thing was, you don't got to pay him. I mean, he's a rookie, so you're not paying him a whole hell of a lot. Um, no, I actually think this is a super, super good fit, especially as a Philomar. I, I think Bateman could easily have 80 catches this year and 1,000 yards. Easy. Oh, yeah. With the way Lamar likes to throw the ball over the middle, I could see that all day long. All right. The Saints take another, at least in my mind, somebody I didn't even really think about. Nobody, none of us probably really did. So kind of a questionable pick, at least in our minds. Uh, Peyton Turner, who is a defensive end out of Houston, uh, they take them with their first pick, which, I mean, I get it because they lost um, Hendrickson to the Bengals, I believe, if it was. Yes. Don't quote me on that one, but yes. Yep. Um, so they replaced him with Peyton Turner. Um, don't know too much about this guy, but apparently they liked him enough to take him in the first round as a replacement. Owen, I'll go real quick before you. Uh, 
one of the two dudes in the first round drafted that I know very little about. So um, I'll yeah. leave the floor to you, Owen. Don't know much about him either. Uh, kind of, kind of one of these edge, edge guys at the the fir- the end of the first into the second round projections, where there's like there's like five, six, seven of them that all could have kind of been mixed in here. The one that didn't get picked in the first round was Aziz Ajilari. Um, kind of, so kind of surprised that some of these guys got jumped over for Peyton Turner, but uh, they obviously like them. It is a position need. Uh, seems like it's going to work out for him. The thing about, uh, you know, the one thing, about, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Well, the one thing I was going to say is he kind of fits that role like they got with Cam Jordan. He's that same build, you know. Um, the the Saints kind of like those guys that can rush the pass, um, can stop the run on the way to the pass rush. You know what I mean? And he kind of he he fits that mold as far as at least size goes. Um, he he kind of has that Cam Jordan style, at least as far as size and athleticness. Now it'll be it'll just be interesting. I mean, the Saints are kind of one of these teams that every now and then will just fire off this first round pick, and you're like, what the hell was that? Um, so it is what it is. This is another guy that you you probably could have got mid second round. I mean, they probably could have got with their next pick, you know. Yep. Um, 29. So here we are. We kind of touched on a little bit, but we'll come back to it. Eric Stokes. I've had time to take a couple breaths and, uh, at least figure out what's going on here. So the Packers are at 29. They pick Eric Stokes jr. Uh, cornerback from Georgia. One of the two cornerbacks from Georgia who could have went in the first round. Tyson Campbell's the other one. Uh, we go up to Uber athletic, um, Eric Stokes, uber speedy a guy who apparently i don't i know a little bit about him but apparently he's going to be a special team there right away kind of learn the defense and maybe throw him in there halfway through the season and kick out kevin king which they should have done after the That's a, championship game yeah <laughs> nice nice plug in there it, it, you you knew that was going to happen if they picked a corner is that it'd be somebody that can work on a little bit and kevin king's going to start the season regardless i think um, it'll take a little bit of development before they overtake him, but uh, it could happen quick. Here's my own – if they liked him, okay, I'm fine with it. But the thing is, like, the other two guys that have been heavily linked to the Packers going in, these kind of, like, wishful thoughts. I didn't, You know, I might just be mixing beat writers' wishes and and maybe not all Packers' evidence there, but we've got Bateman and Greg Newsom, right, get picked at 26 and 27 back-to-back. What? If you wanted one of those guys, yep, you you should have called the Jaguars because none of the none of the uh, the Browns, the Ravens, the Saints—they're not picking a running back, right? You could have you could have sold that and had them take it at twenty nine, and then Packers would have had their selection of Newsom or Bateman at twenty five. I mean, that didn't happen, of course. So they must not have thought that highly of Newsom or Bateman. They're just maybe they'd be on their board if they fell. To yep. I mean, that's the thing. I had them, I, I mocked them going up to 22 with the Titans and Peyton Bateman because, I mean, that was even the last week, the last couple of days, there was the heavy link between them and Bateman. So it's like, okay, well, that's where they're going to go. Maybe they really thought Bateman would drop to him. And, you know, as we got to 25, 26, I was like, well, hey, it actually might happen. Dreams might come true. But once again, nope. But I guess we got to hope for round two. I mean, 
Yeah, I guess we'll see what happens. I mean, I'll be interested to see what else is deciphered out of this. Jeremy gets his wish as an Eagles fan, but us Packer fans, we do not. This is a prototypical Packers pick. They take a guy who they can sit and develop for most of their rookie year and then throw them them out there in year two. All right, so I'm going to come in with probably the most excitement about this pick. I think (laughs) Eric Stokes – Eric Stokes is – He's got more physical ability than Newsom by far. He's really a taller Jair. Jair's like what, 5'9, five, 5'10? Five, Stokes not, is like 6'1. Not one. nearly as polished, though. Not nearly as polished of a He's corner. a but he's a college corner. So I mean, we'll see. We'll see. The thing about Stokes is on the other side of the field from Stokes wasn't a true high-end corner, even for college football. And I mean, he was playing in Georgia, so he just didn't get thrown at that much up until his senior year. I think he had senior year had a couple of picks. But, I mean, I think you guys are kind of undershooting it. I, this guy might no. come in and start day one. I, I don't I would think so. Just Yeah, just because Kevin King is there. But still, I mean, I guess it, I guess it wouldn't necessarily be surprised. But that's the he's thing. He's like, yeah, there's Kevin a- King. He's faster than Kevin King. He's going to be the fastest corner on your guys' roster immediately. Yeah, for sure. But there's a, there's a lot to like about the guy, for sure. Yeah, I was just doing the, 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 the Packer dance because they didn't give me, uh, you know, who I thought they would pick. That is fine. They got two, two obviously got a guy they like. You guys will get two uh, two, two, two late next still round. Eight. Eight. Third. Elijah Moore is still out there, so I guess you never know. Rondale Moore is still out there. Terrace Marshall Jr. There's some receivers yeah, to be had yeah. as that's the way they want to go, for sure. You but there's also a bunch of tackles that you'd want to go in the second round, too. Because Jalen May- Mayfield didn't go. Nope. Jalen Mayfield, no. Nope. Dylan Raidens, Samuel Cosme. I had him going in the first round too at the very end here, but he all the centers, Landon Dickerson, Humphrey, Miners, none of them went. Wyatt Davis. Wyatt Davis is still out there. That's that's big time. I think you guys are really undervaluing Stokes. Um, You know, Jeremy, we just wanted a receiver, all right? Can we just have a receiver, please? And I just wanted a corner at the top of the draft, and I got a receiver. But you know what? what I'll gladly swap you. I'll gladly swap you. How's that sound? Well, I'm not going to take Stokes because Stokes should have went in the second. But anyway, oh, here we go. There it is. No, there it I'm, is. I, at that at that point in the draft, though, I you'd never take Stokes top fifteen. No, so there's or, no doubt about it. There's well, too much talent up there. You wouldn't take Stokes in the top fifteen, of course. But of course. I, I think I think he might end up being one of those picks that ends up coming through in the next couple of years. And you're like, wow, he went late. You know, late first round. Because you know the thing about it is, what there's been three other times that three quarterbacks have gone in the first three picks. All three, all the other two times. Only one guy panned out. There's always like three, four cornerbacks that go in the first round. A guy or two pans out. You know, there's it's always like this. The receivers that all went, maybe one of them pans out. You know, what I mean, maybe one or any more, probably two or three. But you know, in a couple of years here, we might look back at this and be like, "Wow, Stokes was actually like the premium cornerback in the draft." Now, a big part about that is just going to be the way the Packers mold him and the situation he's in because. Obviously, a cornerback's the defense they're in makes a big part of it, but he's he's coming into one of the better situations because he's got Jair on the other side of the field. So it's like you don't want to throw at Jair, so he might this guy could come away with five six picks in his first year. Here's the frustrating part. Here's the frustrating part is the Packers obviously win now mode with Rodgers still there, um, and only they're going to be there for you know a limited number of years over the next couple of years. So it's 
get a guy that's going to help you now. Now he could, he could still help in, in his rookie year, which would be great, but it's not going to be an instant impact because as we just said, he's going to sit behind King, at least the first three, four games, unless King is just absolutely atrocious. And they're like, well, this guy just can't even be on the field right now. We got to put Stokes in. We don't have a choice, but he's just not going to be, unless he's in the, unless he's impacting the game as a special teamer, which he definitely could. Um, you know, he's not going to, that, that's the frustrating part is this doesn't feel like a win now move. It feels like let's, let's draft him. Let's develop him. He'll be there down the line, which is all well and good, but we, Let want, me ask you we want Rogers another ring before he's gone. Let me ask you this. And Owen, stop sitting there like a statue. I want your opinion too. Rogers is good enough. Don't fucking call me out like that, Jeremy. This is a, this is a horrible subject you're bringing us in here, okay? And I don't. I'm not going to be standing for any F-word? trolling here. It is. I am. I am being very thoughtful with you, Jeremy. And now you have lit a short fuse. You better watch hey, your ass. I was you watch your big, ass. I was going to start that off with a big Rogers. You see what you're doing right now? You're you're blowing it off. You're like, no, you better watch your ass, Jeremy. I'm telling you right now. Boy, it hurt. So this is this is what I'm going to say. Rodgers is talented enough to cover up bad receiver play, right? Right. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. He's been doing it his whole career pretty much. Rodgers is the best court, but Rodgers is the best player on the Packers, right? Right. Of course. Can can Rodgers cover up bad cornerback play? Well, no, because no, he didn't play defense. You guys Obviously. are in a win now situation, right? What's a big part of why you guys lost to Tampa? Kevin yeah, I mean, gave I'm, up two touchdowns, didn't he? Those two, two big, more big plays. It was right? it was those two big plays, and then it was the tackle, the offensive tackle play. Those were the big reasons, and you know, so questionable play call, of course. That's what I'm saying, and I, I think back on it's a direct. You have games like that, and it's a direct reflection of the the next draft. When we put when the when the Eagles played Seattle in the playoffs, and Wentz goes out on like the freaking second drive with a concussion. That next year, we draft Jalen uh, Jalen Hurts in the second round. Why do we draft Jalen Hurts? Because if we would have had Jalen Hurts, we'd probably still win that game. We'd probably go on to live another day in the in the playoffs, and Carson comes back and we keep playing in the playoffs. So I just sit here and think to myself, sometimes these picks are a direct reflection of the last game you played. And that's what that Packers one is. Like, hey, Kevin King, he's the reason you guys didn't play in the Super Bowl last year. True, true. No, yeah, I, there, he's one of, one of the few reasons you could pin it on, for sure. I probably the biggest reason, though. His, well, I mean, if you're talking just about the game, the see the we, I mean, as Packer fans, we all knew kind of that we, we, we saw Kevin King coming out the door at the end of the season and somebody else taking his place. Now, I'm not disappointed the in the pick. I'm just disappointed in the day as a whole. So there's nothing really that's going to make me happy about the situation. But I do agree that the pick is probably, a, you know, it's probably a very good pick. Uh, we're probably going to be happy with it. Uh, we just now see this is it. Like you gave you gave the analysis. We appreciate it because our our, cl- our heads are cloudy. Uh, we do, we have the rest of the off season to uh, look forward to some good news, and uh, that's that. <laughs> that's it for a package. You know, when when the next round turns around and you guys end up taking one of these more guys or Terrence Marshall, you'll all be like, "Wow, Eric Stokes is such a great pick." I, but with I would imagine. <laughs> But yeah, that's right. I would imagine an offensive lineman in the second round, but we will see how it goes. Yep. You guys All might right. trade up and go get Mayfield. Hey, I hope not. Um, let's fly through these last three picks. All right. 
Uh, Gregory Russo to the Bills. Um, big time, and, big time. That uh, dude is huge. Yes, he he's what six. Seven, I'd say eight. He's yeah. Like the the comp that I would make to him is Michael uh, Michael Johnson that used to play for the Bengals. Yeah, real yep. tall, lanky pass rusher can do a little bit of everything up front. That's exactly what Buffalo needs. That's huge. Their pass rush sucked. And what they did have in pass rush was like 100 years old. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's kind of the, the missing piece on that defense, it seems like. Because they got good linebackers, a good secondary. is just that defensive line, and especially pass rushers, was lacking. I mean, I think that's what um, hurt them against the Chiefs in the um, playoffs last year. Because they couldn't do anything couldn't against get to them. Mahomes. Yep. Uh, which is obviously what the Bucks did in the Super Bowl. All right, 31, uh, we get another edge guy. Actually, we end the, we end the first round with three edge guys in a row here. Um, Jason Owe goes to the Ravens. Um, they were also needing one. Um, they needed I noticed, I noticed he was more of a 3-4 uh, linebacker style, which yes. obviously works as a good replacement for the recently left Matthew Judon. Yep. No, notorious for being uh, having zero sacks last year yeah. but apparently a disruptive chris sims after playoff kind of guy so uh yeah he seems like a Ra- ravens guy yes always does seem like a ravens guy a little bit of like high motor can do a lot for you you know kind of a positionless pass rusher i mean obviously i can put him at nose tackle but he can play all over the front which the ravens like to do like the patriots um no i just that's a good fit all the way around yep all right um Let's end the first round with the Bucks taking Joe Tryon, edge guy out of Washington. Like I said, we kind of end with three different pass rushers. He's more of a 4-3 guy um, who'll go in there, probably be a rotation guy, I imagine, with all the different players they have. Um, you know, he'll be on the end there, just really kind of uh, adding to the, uh, end to the treasure trove of pass rushers that the Bucks have. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. I mean, you guys should kill Barrett JPP there. Yeah, via, via. I mean, you got you got guys all over the place. So this is going to be – it, it almost seems like that's the new thing. I mean, the Eagles really made a thing of that when we won the Super Bowl. You want to be eight deep. So this kind of seems like almost a Derek Barnett pick back in the day for us where you're just – you're adding to the pile, you know? Yep. Yep. Absolutely. All right. That is the first round. Um, so hope everybody enjoyed it. If you're uh, – your, your team out there, if they got the guy that you wanted – um, hopefully so, because uh, not every there's, team... there's a couple of sour pusses on this pod right now that didn't get the guy they wanted. Well, no, well, not necessarily. This this is going to happen no matter who we picked. Really, I think was going to happen. Even if we got Bateman, we're still going to be sitting here like I don't. You know, I still don't feel great about the situation. <laughs> it's it's been a rough day up here. All right, it's a rough day. We so let me let me ask you guys this: What's your favorite pick of the first round? Um, I mean, personally, it's probably Pitts. I mean, that was, Pitts. it was, it was pretty, um, pretty well already given that it was going to be Pitts anyway to Atlanta, but I just think it's a good fit. I mean, that offense, I mean, they already have weapons. I think it's a good opportunity for Matt Ryan to get a resurgence here at the end of his career. I think that's a, it's a good fit. I mean, obviously the other one is Slater to the chargers, as we talked about. Uh, I think we all agree on Slater for sure. Just because he's probably a top 10 talent who fall fell out of the top 10. Oh, what, what do you think? 
Uh, favorite picks? Uh, yeah, I would say, well, I mean, Devontae Smith, the Eagles, who were they, if they had not traded out of six, they probably, probably a guy they would have uh, drafted anyway at six. Uh, I remember just months ago we were talking about Devontae Smith, the Eagles. It's been forecast forever. So getting some extra picks out of it worked in their favor for sure. Mac Jones falling to New England instead of having to trade off for them. Whether he ends up being great or a starter even, uh, it's just New, New England gets a, a quarterback that they didn't have to use extra picks on yep. like some other teams did. So I think we all agree Slater. That's, that's big time. I really like that one. If I was to go with one other one, it'd be Penny. I, I really like that to Detroit. That seems – yeah. Like the right thing for Dan Campbell to come come in and do is just let's build up on our front lines. Maybe um, maybe gonna, the happiest war room out of, out of any pick right there was them getting. Oh yeah, old. yeah for sure. Um, the other one I'll say is I'm I'm gonna do the Homer pick for me. Um, Howie Howie's coming away here looking really really good. Um, we sat at six, we traded out of six and collected some draft capital next year. We're looking at possibly three first-round picks next year. And when we traded down, we picked up one. So for sure two next year. And why we allegedly traded down, I was just listening to this today and yesterday, was because we did how we didn't think that Pitts and Jamar Chase would be available. He's right. Both of them were gone. <laughs> um, now, obviously, if we we're sit, still sitting there at six, we could go waddle. But all the reasons that you would go waddle is all the reasons that we went Rieger last year. Um, I mean, at that point, we still would have been in there for Sertan or, or Horn. Um, now, as, as fantastic as that would have been, I think Howie was kind of trying to do uh, a play on the, dra- uh, the the fan base and go get a receiver. And uh, I think I'm really happy with Devonta Smith just because that dude's known for his work ethic. I mean, that guy's – I mean, he just won the Heisman. When you look at his rap sheet as far as, like, college football, that guy's done it all. He's a national champion. Yeah. He's a Heisman. He's the last Heisman since uh, Desmond uh, Desmond uh, Howard at receiver. I mean, he's really? okay. he's done – yeah, he's done things that really haven't been done in college football, you know. Now, the only thing – I mean, honestly, if this guy was 200 pounds, he's probably the number one pick – number one receiver pick Easily. if he's 200 pounds. Um, the only the only real shot on him, other than hey, you play at Bama and there's a ton of talent there, is his size. But it's like hey, Jamar Chase, you had Joe Burrow throwing you the ball, and he was the number one pick last year. So I think honestly, if Devonta is like I said, 20, 30 pounds heavier, he was probably the number number one wide receiver off the board. I'm happy with it, because um, I mean, this is the guy that's been producing since there was Root, Judy, Rugs, everybody in Alabama. He's still been doing it since all the way through. So I'll take that. He. Uh, it's funny the way the way it might shake out. This he might look like a steal because like we got him at ten and two receivers went in front of him. I mean Pitts makes three in a sense, but uh, that might look like a steal in a couple of years here. Yeah, especially because he's second Bama boy. But yeah, all right, Owen, quickly round out uh, these uh, final scores for us, huh? I suppose I do have to do that, huh? Well, so what was the agreement? Were we going to do five bucks each for? Uh, both the the player props and the mock draft. That sounds right. That sounds right. All right. Then I'll give you a little lowdown here. It looks like Sethery by two points took the player props. Hey, uh, guess what? I think I remember a couple nights ago 
Jeremy is spouting his mouth off there that uh, we're going to owe him a lot of money, but not, not to say <laughs> <that one. laughs> Oh, boy. He, I, was, I was looking over the, the board here, but yeah, you're good. There you go. A couple of them uh, that Seth got, put him over the board. Uh, you had four of the five, uh, four of the top five, correct? Just having fields over Lance for San Fran. Um, what else here? We got Asante Samuel. You were the only one to say he would go over 37 and a half. Now this one is dependent. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I should, I should mention. Um, so we got a couple spots for him to drop still. The other big one, uh, you saying Jalen Phillips over Quiddy Quiddy pay being taken as the first defensive line. So that kind of keeps you in the lead as it stands currently. All right. Now, yeah, and I think you win because even if we get – even if Jeremy and I, I both I get, get a, that's not the same. I still win by a point then. Actually, wait, you're only up by one point. I should say this. Ooh. So there is potential for us to tie it all, all right. up at the end and wash it out. We'll have to revisit this on uh, next week on Tuesday. We'll yes, that will be a deciding factor. But in the mock draft special – I took the lead at the end. I got a couple picks spot on. I feel great about it. Uh, let me look exactly what these ones are. So uh, out of the top five is where we most most of us got our got our points. Uh, Jeremy had all the top five except for the San Fran pick. I had all the top five except for the Bengals pick. Seth missed the San Fran and the Bengals pick, but he got the Jalen Waddle pick. So that was a good spot on by you. You even passed. In your own mock draft, you had Jalen Waddle over Jamar Chase, which is not something <laughs> that I expected, but you did get the Miami pick. Correct. Um, a couple of the picks I you had. Know, that at the was end. actually a pick I changed today, too. So when I did this yesterday, initially yeah. I had Smith going. That was the same. Yeah. I'm with I, you. I the, swapped him out because of the kind of late rumblings there. So I The reports that, that Dolphins love Waddle. Um, yeah. And I had, I mean, I obviously had Mac Jones. Uh, just Tuesday when we were doing the podcast. I changed it today after reports of Trey Lance kind of coming up. Uh, I got the two points there. I got uh, Gregory Rousseau here at the end. That really gave me the win. Rashad Bateman and Najee Harris uh, completed the comeback. And then you guys had some some picks sprinkled in there in the middle. But I will take your money gladly. So, So I'm getting five bucks from each of you. Is that right? As it stands now. As it stands now. And then you're getting five bucks from each of us? Correct. Well, if I win, you can just keep your five and I'll keep mine. How's that sound? It's a wash. So Jeremy owes us either way. I owe Owen either way. I, I'm, I'm still in the lead. So unless, unless no. it's Asante Samuel. Or wait. Yeah, exactly. the Samuel thing would be it for me, right? Yeah. If Samuel goes in the top five tomorrow, then uh, – then the player props are washed. We're all tied. And then we just owe for the mock draft. All right. All right. Deal. Sweet. 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 Big time. All right. Well, that's the show. First round is done. Second round will come at you. And then obviously the rest of the weekend. So enjoy it. Uh, hope it's a good one for you. But adios. 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 Adios.